Why don't we dive in? So my name is Chris Cruz, and I'm the uh, worldwide leader for marketplace business development. And joining me today is Brad Lyman, one of our senior product managers. And uh, we're here today to talk about how to sell in marketplace, right? So this is really a session that is designed for people that are just getting going with marketplace, and what's the value proposition for using marketplace, and just how to get started. So we've got a, a good set of uh, content here to go through. So uh, before we dive in, I wanted to actually run a quick video here that talks about Marketplace and provides an overview. There are thousands of different software solutions for organizations to help run their operations. Businesses face various challenges to migrate to the cloud. Between license restrictions, accelerated retirement of older products, new requirements for cloud workloads, complexity in migrating existing applications, and an inability to leverage existing agreements. These drive time and resource loads on finite procurement teams. AWS Marketplace, a curated digital catalog, simplifies software provisioning and saves businesses time and resources. With an expansive selection of software listings, flexible pricing models, and quick deployment options, AWS Marketplace makes it easy to find, try, buy, and deploy solutions for different needs that run on AWS. Start by finding the software you need. AWS Marketplace works with thousands of independent software vendors, providing listings from a large breadth of categories, including networking, security, storage, DevOps, database, operating systems, BI and big data, and machine learning. The software portfolio is scanned on a 24-7 basis for potential vulnerabilities. Then, identify the best pricing option. Between hourly, monthly, or a multi-year contract, you pay for what you need. Customers can also bring your own license and migrate to AWS with existing product licenses. Features like seller private offers make it possible to negotiate offer details with independent software vendors. And, if customers want to test a product, they can take advantage of a free trial. To finish, deploy products quickly with Amazon Machine Image, SaaS, API, or CloudFormation template with a few clicks. Use one-click deployment for pre-configured software to deploy even faster. These features ensure customers get the software and price they need. And with AWS managing it, billing is made easy. Centralized billing means customers can deploy multiple software solutions and have their bills come from one source, AWS. AWS also provides cost management and reporting to help track details. AWS Marketplace releases new features regularly, continually innovating to make software provisioning even easier. Learn why hundreds of thousands of active customers are already using AWS Marketplace to find, buy, and deploy today. Learn more at aws.amazon.com slash marketplace. Okay, great. So as I mentioned, I'm Chris, this is Brad. Combined, we have about eight years of experience working with Marketplace. Uh, we've seen about 2,000 listings added to the catalog during that time. So we're gonna go through kind of a Marketplace overview, talk about why to sell in Marketplace, some of the benefits, 
and really then give you a walk through the portal and show you some of the functionality to list a product and maintain your product. So, for any of you wondering if this is the right place to put your products, you know, here's a couple trends to point out. And, and the, the interesting thing about these trends is that these are predictions for the next couple of years, right? This is 2021. So 94% of cloud workloads and instances will be processed by cloud data centers versus traditional data centers in the next three years. 73% of cloud workloads will be on public cloud versus private cloud. And then 75% of cloud workloads will be software as a service. Now, key to this migration that is occurring is how do you migrate your on-prem software up to the cloud, and what's the best way to do it? And that's where Marketplace really comes into play. So if you take a look at a traditional enterprise, this is kind of their starting point when they start to move software to the cloud. They've got over 1,000 applications. Oftentimes, they've got monolithic architectures for a lot of their software. It's a mix of physical and virtual on-premises uh, equipment. And you've got anywhere from 10 to 60% of that developed in-house that's customized, and then the remainder being commercial off-the-shelf software. And when you look at those 1,000 applications, it's typically supported by anywhere from 300 to 500 um, software vendors. And typically, it's a perpetual licensing model. And when, a, when you're under a perpetual licensing model, you're always licensing for peak usage, which means you're typically overpaying for what you have. And so what happens when people start to migrate to the cloud is they actually take this as an opportunity to rationalize their software portfolio. And the data that we see is that about 50% of an existing portfolio makes that transition. This is software that is deemed important, strategic, and they want to continue with that vendor moving forward. Now, 30% of that software gets replaced. So it might be a data function that is important, but they're going to take this migration as an opportunity to actually up-level that. They might be taking an old data warehouse and moving it to a new data warehouse. And then the remaining software is actually decommissioned, and it's actually left behind. And what happens when they modernize is they're going through a variety of different deployment models. They might be deploying SaaS products that are for applications that maybe aren't so strategic, and they just want to outsource that completely. For applications that they want to take advantage of scaling, they start to look at serverless options or container options, because containers are very lightweight, and it's easy to use and, and uh, deploy. Or they'll deploy via traditional virtual machine images, or Amazon machine images in our language. And then, of course, they'll still have some on-prem. And so everything, though, under this model goes to a subscription model that is typically consumption-based. And so that's where Marketplace comes into play. So Marketplace, the best way to think about Marketplace is it's a, it's a digital software catalog. And it allows customers to buy software on demand. Uh, we've got over 1,400 ISVs now in the catalog, and those 1,400 ISVs publish about 4,500 listings into the catalog. Uh, a new status of this week is we actually have now 200,000 active customers using Marketplace on a monthly basis. And the way we track that consumption is through the concept of an EC2 instance hour. So when you launch something on a Marketplace, it's, a it's attached to an EC2 instance, and we track how many EC2 instances are deployed across the catalog on a monthly basis. And we now have over 650 million instance hours being deployed out of Marketplace every single month. Marketplace is considered a day one service, which means we actually deploy Marketplace to all of our standard availability zones. So this is a great way to have your software globally distributed. We actually put Marketplace in all those regions. So if someone wants to run software in EMEA versus North America versus APAC, they have the ability to do so via Marketplace. And then we categorize that software across 35 popular categories. In Marketplace, you know, when you really look at the value proposition, it allows you as a software company to price 
and offer your products in a flexible consumption model because that's the way they're buying other AWS services. That's what they're used to and they want to do the same thing with third-party content. All the software is easy to deploy and it's deployed in a secure format. And then everything through Marketplace is actually consolidated on one bill. So the AWS customer gets one bill for all their AWS services and then they also have a bill there that includes all their Marketplace content. So it's a great way to have a consolidated billing format and as a software company, take advantage of that and be able to dovetail behind what AWS is already putting into that account. So what software is appropriate for Marketplace? So this is a, what we call the 550-500 model. And when you take a look at, again, that traditional enterprise, what we find is about 50% of that budget is actually tied up by five ISVs. Okay, and so those are the big you know, ISVs that have been around for a while. Uh, those uh, have relationships with AWS through a, a variety of different ways, you know, through our RDS offerings and so on, right? So those aren't necessarily appropriate for Marketplace. Now, Marketplace is great for that next level, which is that 50 ISVs that are strategic in nature, that are getting a large amount of spend. Those ISVs do very well in Marketplace. And then the long tail of ISVs, those 500 ISVs and below that are coming in through departments and all kinds of places are also a great way to use Marketplace to distribute to an AWS customer. So these are some of the, these are some of the categories that are most often provisioned out of Marketplace. And you can see there's a lot of middleware technology here. Uh, shared security model through AWS is a great opportunity for security ISVs to list the products. A lot of times people will first stand up their networking environments, so you see a lot of good networking solutions there. Uh, big data solutions in general do very well. And then DevOps um, is also a very popular category. Um, a lot of this is also due to the fact that we traditionally offered machine images as the only avenue for selling products. Now, we've expanded that to a variety of other offerings, including SaaS. And so that's starting to open us up to more and more categories. And so we're seeing other categories become more popular uh, over time. So why should you think about selling through Marketplace if you're an ISV? We really break down the benefits into three distinct buckets. So first of all, sell the way your customers want to buy. Again, I kind of referenced this earlier. Our AWS customers are already conditioned to buying software in a consumption format. And so Marketplace really helps you as a software company sell in that same format. Marketplace helps grow your customer base. So there's a lot of things that we're doing from a digital demand perspective to help our ISVs so that they can actually promote these listings either themselves or work with AWS to promote and grow their customer base. And then finally, Marketplace is a great way to improve your efficiency and profitability. Because if you really think about it, we provide you with a publishing platform to get your software to the AWS customer. And we give you a billing platform to take advantage of as well. So you don't have to build that into your technology. You can focus on what are those key differentiators and let Marketplace take care of all that plumbing underneath the hood. So let's talk about the first one, which is sell in the ways your customers want to buy. So Marketplace offers a variety of different uh, consumption models for sale through, uh, through Marketplace. So, a lot of ISVs will list a free trial, which is a great way to get uh, started with the solutions. We also offer software on an hourly basis, so they can pay by the drink. Uh, we also offer a monthly option if you want to price your product from a monthly perspective. And then what we strongly encourage is you also offer an annual or a multi-annual subscription through Marketplace. Oftentimes, customers that, uh, that work with Marketplace will first start off and they'll pay uh, for a little bit of consumption. Once they make that decision, they want to commit and they want an easy way to do that. And so offering an annual subscription is a great way to get your products listed on Marketplace. For your customers that are 
already using your technologies on-prem, the last thing that you want to have them do is rebuy your technology. And so we offer a bring-your-own license format so that they can take a license key from you as an ISV, plug that in, and then deploy that out into AWS, and then take advantage of all the tagging and tracking that also comes with AWS Marketplace. And then finally, we offer seller private offers. And this is a feature that we launched about a year and a half ago, and this allows you as an ISV to provide a negotiated price specific to a customer. And that pricing is only visible between you as the ISV and that customer. And so this is a great way when they want to get to the point of doing an enterprise buy and they want to negotiate, um, you want to fulfill that through Marketplace because there's a lot of benefit there. Historically, we couldn't do that. Private offers allows us to now enable you to make that private offer to that customer. They can subscribe and it goes directly on their bill and it follows the same collection method that we do for all of your hourly listings. Marketplace also gives you a variety of ways to actually deploy your technology. So the most popular uh, way to do that is through an Amazon machine image, which is our virtual instance. But oftentimes, customers don't want to buy a single instance. Oftentimes, they're buying a clustered environment. And so they don't want to have to go and have to buy a product eight times to set up an eight-node cluster. Instead, they'd rather just deploy that cluster all at once. And so we launched the ability to have CloudFormation templates available through Marketplace through our clusters and resources feature. Now, you as an ISV can actually define a best practice template. And it might be an HA architecture of one product in a replicated format, or it might be a combination of multiple products from one ISV, where you can actually tie multiple solutions together and say, customer, here's a best practice that you can actually deploy directly into your account. Uh, we also allow ISVs to sell via SaaS. We have a whole set of APIs for our SaaS providers so that they can sell through Marketplace. Uh, with those APIs, that also opened up the opportunity for uh, companies to sell API sets. So if you just want to sell an API, we can actually do that through Marketplace. And then we are also in a public beta on what we call private image build. Because a lot of customers say, hey, Marketplace, this is great, but you know what, that Amazon machine image that we see on Marketplace, that is uh, you know, a different Linux operating system that would I actually deploy into production. And I want to take Marketplace technology, but I want to bind it to my golden image. I'm a Red Hat shop, and this listing was CentOS. How do you do that? And so private image build is where now we're actually decoupling that process. So now an ISV can list an installer file. So as an example, if it's a Windows environment, it would be an MSI file. Customer could bring their hardened Windows OS, and the marketplace will actually bind that together into a customized AMI that that customer will then deploy into their environment. So that's under uh, a public beta today. And then as of this morning, we also announced the ability to list container images. So this is in our partner summit this morning. Uh, and so if you have a container image, you can also now list that via Marketplace as of today. So another good reason on why to use Marketplace is to use Marketplace to grow your customer base. So it's really important to think of Marketplace as a digital fulfillment mechanism. Marketplace is great if you're going for both that SMB customer as well as that enterprise class customer. And we break it down in what we call value tiers. And so for subscriptions that are 20K and below, Marcus, Marketplace is great from a zero-touch model. This is where we offer the ability to do free trials so they can try this out. You offer an annual subscription with a built-in discount. And what we see with this subscription tier is that a lot of times the customers just go and buy. They're not being driven by any marketing activity. They are coming to Marketplace, they're trying something out, and they're buying because it's a, it's a threshold that they have authority to do so. Now, when you jump from a 20K to a 100K subscription, now you start to get in that medium touch range. And Marketplace is also a great way to fulfill that digital engagement. 
Now you might have to offer a, a pricing discount. This is where private offers comes into play, where you can submit that same discount via Marketplace and the customer can subscribe and it goes directly on their bill. And finally, Marketplace is also a great platform for that large transaction that is 100K and above. And that's where you can take the value of private offers and then you supplement that with Enterprise Contract for AWS Marketplace. Enterprise Contract is a program that we put together that provides a standardized cloud EULA that large AWS customers have already agreed to along with large enterprise software companies. And this helps accelerate the legal negotiation of that software. So no matter if you're looking at that 20K subscription, that medium subscription, or a large subscription above 100K, Marketplace gives you a great digital fulfillment mechanism to reach that AWS customer. One of the other things that we've been asked about is Marketplace, can you help us on the marketing front? Can you help us do digital demand generation? Now historically we did a variety of things. Going into 2019, we're in a better position than ever to help ISVs along that digital uh, demand journey. So if you take a look at the customers that we typically serve, Marketplace is great for that developer community. Uh, procurement is actually becoming a, a more and more of a, a persona that buys out of Marketplace. IT leaders also use Marketplace, as well as those cloud architects. And so how we help ISVs are really through three different ways. So the first way is what we call AWS-led campaigns. These are things that Marketplace is gonna do on its own. So we're gonna do all sorts of Marketplace awareness, driving Marketplace as a service into the AWS customers. Marketplace is gonna fit into a variety of larger AWS initiatives, whether they're overall themes that are being driven out of our central marketing group, such as a data lake campaign, or just dovetailing into our summit series. In addition, one of the things that we also launched this month was Marketplace Solutions. So one of the pieces of feedback that we got was Marketplace is great if the customer knows what they already want to buy, and they're going to Marketplace and they can search for that technology. But if you wanted to just find a use case that was popular, so you're just getting onto the cloud and you want to find a popular transit VPC solution, right? What, you know, how do you go about finding that? That was something that we were asked or by a number of ISVs. And so we launched this month Marketplace Solutions. And this is our attempt to marry up buyers early in the process with top use case solutions and then match those to Marketplace technologies. So these are things that we're doing on behalf of our seller community. And that is something that Marketplace is doing in the AWS-led part of our campaign. Secondarily, we also will continue on our joint campaigns. And so these are campaigns that we enter into with ISV that follow kind of traditional market demand fund type of process. We'll do a webinar with an ISV. And this falls into our premium advantage and select tiering process, which really provides a structure on how much we're going to invest with an ISV. And so we're going to continue to do that and work with ISVs in kind of a co-digital demand process. And then finally, we've gotten feedback from ISVs saying, I just want to go. I just want to get your best practices. So can you give me a structure that I can just snap my technology into? I don't want to go have to figure out what's the best landing page. Just tell me the landing page and I will drop my content into that. And so the other thing that we're launching is Marketplace Academy. And this is a set of syndicated content that you can use as an ISV. And really, it's really a kidding process. You can take standardized email templates, standardized landing pages, and you can drop your content in there and leverage all the learnings that we've gotten and then go do your marketing on your own, but now you're leveraging our best practices. So the final reason why to use Marketplace and why it's a value for a new seller is to really improve your efficiency and your profitability, right? 
And so what Marketplace is going to allow you to do is really allow you to streamline that customer engagement flow. It gives you a platform to drive your awareness to. It gives you a platform to publish your software, right? You don't have to go build that. And then when you need to do different versions, it gives you all kinds of ways to manage those versions through Marketplace. And then if you have any feedback, you can immediately pull that version down, you can publish a new one, and address those customer needs. And then if you're a SaaS ISV, this helps eliminate that technical debt that comes with uh, having the publishing process. So now SaaS customers can move to new versions and, uh, and basically take advantage of the billing mechanisms of Marketplace. Underneath Marketplace, we have a catalog operations team because it's important to think of Marketplace as more than just a shopping mall or an advertising page. It's really a managed catalog service that we provide. And we support our catalog really with an international team uh, that works with our ISV community. And we really bifurcate that work into what we call high touch and low touch. So we have a catalog operations team that's staffed with technical account managers, a number of which are actually here at the conference. And these technical account managers work with ISVs to list their products and help them uh, with their listings. In addition, they're constantly taking a look at the catalog, scanning it for any kind of vulnerabilities, also looking at security uh, bulletins. So if there's a, uh, a, 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 a security bulletin such as Spectre or Meltdown that might affect multiple ISVs, we'll take a look at the catalog, immediately notify those ISVs, and then work with those ISVs to remedy those issues. Right? We also uh, help the ISVs in terms of how to improve their listings through the catalog operations team. In addition, we supplement that with a low-touch model. So if you want to publish your product, you want to just update the metadata, you can do that all now directly through the Marketplace portal. Historically, you had to do that through a large metadata spreadsheet. That wasn't really the easiest thing to use. We got a lot of negative feedback on that. So now we've actually automated a lot of that updating functionality. You can do that all directly through the Marketplace portal. So it really simplifies the ease of working with Marketplace and your listings. So that's kind of a quick overview of Marketplace. So I'm going to hand it over to Brad now, and he's going to give you a demo of the, of the management portal. Great. Thanks so much, Chris. Um, so that's a lot of features that we've talked about already, and so we wanted to help you navigate as you come to the AWS Marketplace management portal. When, when you first get to the portal, this will be your view. You're kind of greeted with the two most important things for you to do, create your public profile, and then create a product listing. I'm actually gonna walk you through directly the uh, completing your public profile, and then I'll actually create a product live on my laptop over the Wi-Fi here, so fingers crossed that it's gonna work. So first, let's talk about the sections of the AWS Marketplace Management Portal. Um, there's actually 11 sections now because we launched containers and that has its own section now. But what we had when we submitted the slides were the home where you come for your announcements and any documentation about how AWS Marketplace works. AMI where you share an AMI with AWS Marketplace where we scan it for vulnerabilities before publishing it. Marketing where you see the results of the marketing efforts, kind of touching on some of the stuff Chris talked about creating ref tags and campaigns, and tracking how that traffic comes to AWS. Your image build is where that uh, feature called private image build works. You upload your executable files there so that you can either build an image or you can have a customer build their image based on that executable. Support is for your customer support representatives. When you have customers contact you about using your products through AWS Marketplace, this is where they can come to check on the status of that subscription so you can give them uh, the support they need. A file upload, exactly what it sounds like. It's where you go to share your metadata, your documentation, or your images that correspond to your products. Um, 
The next four I'm actually going to go into in more detail, reports, settings, listings, and offers, with a specific slide on each. So the listing section is where you go to manage your products. Back when I joined Marketplace over three years ago, like Chris said, we had a spreadsheet that you had to upload. Now it's incredibly simple to submit a new listing with a self-service workflow. It kicks off the publishing process. You can actually then easily edit your listings, descriptions, pricing, everything about the product directly from this website. One thing we announced recently is the ability to save your listings in progress. Previously, you had to finish the entire process in one go, which obviously was challenging, made sure you had to do a lot of prep beforehand. Now you actually save the listing in progress to collaborate better with the other people who may have to fill out that information. As you see me go through the live uh, setup of a new product, you'll see all the different steps and where you might want to have someone else from your organization step in to help there. As we said, when you have a large transaction, seller private offers is the best way to give a special price and a special EULA. Um, from this screen, you can actually go in, modify any of the pricing or legal terms for your publicly available products and have it specifically available for one or many accounts. You can actually upload a custom legal um, agreement. We store that in S3 bucket, encrypted, so only you and your customer have access to that. So you can actually put whatever terms you want there, knowing that it will be only available to that one customer. You also can control the negotiation process by setting expirations, both on when a, when a customer has to accept that offer, and then also for when that offer will expire and they'll move to the public price. So that way you know when that negotiation process should begin again. Reporting and commerce analytics is where you go to understand uh, the business you're driving on AWS Marketplace. We have seven standard reports. A daily business report, which shows you the usage that your customers are driving and the expected revenue based on that usage. Daily customer is where you go to find what new subscriptions you had in a day, as well as any new annual subscriptions or other upfront payments. Weekly subscriptions aggregates that across the week. Weekly ref tag is an example of what you see in your, um, uh, in your marketing analytics tab, just presented to you in a CSV format so you can ingest it into whatever format you want. Uh, monthly revenue shows what we've actually billed your customers based on that usage. And monthly disbursement shows what we've collected and what we've dispersed to your bank account. So that way you can track the actual cash flow there. Um, these reports are available either as uh, spreadsheets that you download directly or available through our Commerce Analytics API, which lets you pull those down programmatically to ease the automation of putting them into whatever other format you need. So with that, I actually wanted to walk through what the new seller registration process is. I was gonna do this live on the website, but I couldn't figure out a way to not share my social security number <laughs> since we actually do the checks in real time. So I'm gonna use screenshots for this part before going through the product creation. So like I said, the public profile is probably the first thing you need to set up. Um, it's super basic information like give us your logo, um, display name, so who are we gonna talk about as the seller of this product, uh, give us how we get to your website, and then provide a short bio or, or description. That's it you need for your public profile. Then when you come to a listings page, you'll see a blue box at the top. Uh, that's what uh, tells you before you can publish a paid product, we need banking account information and tax information. So we know how to um, provide taxes and disperse those funds to you. So we actually show it there. You can reach the same information by going to settings, but I'm gonna walk through as if I clicked on account settings from this tab. So we give you a little preface about what we're gonna be taking you through. It's gonna be a, a tax and banking wizard where we'll give you a tax interview and then ask you for simple banking information. 
Um, it could take up to three days if you use our e-signature method. You could also choose to uh, download, uh, print, and send it back to us, but we don't recommend that. It takes significantly longer to get through. So the first part is you start your tax interview here. We give you some helpful hints about the information you want to have available before you get started. So first, really simple, an individual or a business, if you're a US-based entity, you can be either. If you're a European-based entity, we ask you to be a business. Uh, for US tax purposes, uh, are you a US person? Answering those two questions will pop open the simple information about where you're located and then your social security number or individual tax ID number. Once you've provided that, we provide you, uh, you validate that that information is correct, give an e-signature, and you're done with the tax interview. Then we move on to your banking information. Very simple, if you've ever done an online application, give us your address, give us your personal or business, uh, and then determine what your banking account holder name is, routing number, and account number. After we have that information, you're actually ready to sell your first paid product on AWS Marketplace. We think it's incredibly easy, and we've actually uh, made that process much faster over the last year. So at this point, I'm gonna jump over into the live demo of the product we're actually gonna be creating. So this is the management portal that I showed you earlier. Um, I'm on the listings tab right now. Um, Self-service listing allows you to see the existing requests you have for publishing. It also allows you to create any of the product types that we currently have. I'm gonna select a SaaS contract product and then begin the workflow. Awesome, all right. So first, just confirming, uh, have you registered a bank account? Do we have a W-9 form from you? And, or if you're in the EU, we ask for a W-8 form. I'll answer NA there. Great, okay, so here is our general information. This is what's gonna show up on the product detail page. I'm gonna quickly fill this out and go along and, and tell you what, what's important about this and why you need to fill this information out. So I'm gonna go with a uh, Bradco as my company name. And I'm gonna, Talk about this as being a, a product that helps you give demos in public situations. So all my pricing and product descriptions will be about public demos. So product description, great for demos. The short description is what we use in places where we can't show the full text. Like, it, like if we were to put your product in a console, we don't have the same real estate, so we ask for a shorter version of the same information. Uh, for your product logo URL, we actually ask that you, that you provide this in an S3 bucket and share that with us, <clears throat> copying that over. You can also provide a video link if you'd like. Uh, the EULA URL, your end user licensing agreement, we also ask you to provide that as a, uh, as a URL in an S3 bucket. I'll share that there. Highlights are actually what we use as the key benefits of your product. So we let you pull up to three highlights on your page. Uh, we require you to have at least one. Categories, as Chris said, we have 35 different categories. We wanna help guide customers to your product as they're looking for a specific workflow. Um, I've gone ahead and selected application development because it was the top of the list. I then have, I could add up to two other product categories, but we don't require it. Uh, for keywords, this is how customers find your product. In addition to searching for the name or use case, you can provide up to 250 characters of keywords, uh, comma separated. I'm just gonna provide reInvent Demo as my two keywords here. 
Now, resource name is where a customer goes to find out about your product. That could be a video, it could be your website. Uh, for purposes here, I'm gonna use a blog post and link to a blog post from our recent pricing announcement for contracts with consumption, which is actually the product type we'll be going through and creating right now. I can add up to two more resource names. I'm then asked to provide whether support is offered. If so, I have to provide a contact. I'll put my email address here. And then for resources, um, uh, that's gonna be a, a website that they can go to in order to get that. I'm gonna use the AWS Marketplace website for that. Refund policy, we ask you, even if you don't uh, provide a refund, just to clarify what that policy is, I'm gonna say, Bell check. And then finally, because this is a SaaS product, we're gonna redirect customers from our website to your website once they've completed that purchase, but we need to know where to send them. So this is gonna be the link you'll use for where to send them. I'm gonna use the AWS Marketplace URL again. Awesome, so now we're on the pricing section here. Um, on this section, we can first talk about whether we're in the uh, product tax calculation service. If so, you'll actually be able to define a product tax code, which will say how we should collect taxes on your behalf. I'm gonna actually not opt into that for the purposes of this demo. And then I can also set a target market for uh, GovCloud, which is a special region for regulated workloads used by the federal, uh, state, and local government. Again, I'm not gonna select that here. Then I set a pricing type, uh, or my pricing dimension. Um, I'm gonna go with a monthly duration. For a contract product, you can either say, I'm gonna have multiple dimensions and allow my customers to buy as many of that dimension as they want, or I can select a tiered option where a customer would use silver, gold, platinum as a tier that they, and, and have a, a variety of different features within that tier. I'm gonna use a tiered version for this. Um, the next thing is you enter in what is the dimension that we're gonna to use to define that price. Um, because as I said, this is gonna be a, a, an imaginary product about giving demos. Uh, I'm gonna say that a request for a demo is the pricing dimension. So I'll use request as my dimension here. Now, setting dimensions, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna call these bronze tier, silver tier, and gold tier and I'm gonna define a, a description of that dimension. I'm gonna say up to 10 demos, up to 25 demos, and unlimited demos. So now I've talked about the tiers, talked about what, the, what, you in, what that entails. Next, you define the API dimension name. So this is either in the metering record, how you tell us um, in that call, how many, um, what, what dimension you're measuring for, or in a contract document like this, what is the line item in the JSON contract that you're collecting. So I'm just gonna go ahead and call these bronze tier, silver tier, and gold tier. Again, this is more important to be machine readable and less important to be human readable. Now I get to define a monthly price. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say this is gonna be $100 a month, $250 a month, and $500 a month. 
I can also add additional dimensions. Uh, I believe we support up to 36 at this time. Next we have, uh, you can change the, you can charge an additional uh, consumption dimension on any of the dimensions that you defined here, or you can define a consumption dimension that goes across all of your different pricing types uh, that kind of can apply to any of the tiers. I'm gonna define a consumption dimension that applies across all of them. And basically, I wanna give the customer of this product the ability, if they exceed the number of demos in their tier, to easily have an additional demo without having to worry about upgrading into the next tier right away. Just have a simple consumption price. So I'm gonna call the API name More Demos. The description is cost for any demos above your tier. And I'll go ahead and give this a price of $25 per demo. So there's a certain point at which it would be simple to stay within the bronze tier and not move up, but then at some point you would want to move into the next tier in order to get better pricing there. Last, um, as you go through the publishing process, you'll want to whitelist accounts to test your product. That could be an internal account or an external customer that you want to um, have early access. Whatever account numbers here will have access ahead of time in the first step of limited publishing. I'm gonna skip that and not provide an account there. So one of the benefits that Chris talked about earlier is access to our technical account management team. They're the ones that are gonna be checking your product, uh, verifying it before it goes live on the website. Um, that's a conversation and they help provide support about what you need to do next for that product. Um, that discussion starts here. You kind of give the information that you want that technical account manager to have so that they can have a frame of reference as they go through the publishing process here. So I'm gonna say, don't publish. Just a demo. And then lastly, in order for them to respond to us, we ask you to provide a contact email because not always uh, the email address that AWS has is gonna be the exact email that a person will be having there. So. If I filled in all the information correctly, when I hit review, it'll go to a summary view. If I haven't, I'll go ahead and see a, uh, we'll call out the areas where I, where I made a mistake. I can see on the pricing type that there was a field I missed. Oh, it's alphanumeric with, so I can't use a period on these. So we've told the sections where I've had that mistake. I'll go back, fix that. Same thing here. Then click review. And now I've successfully entered all the information about my product. Here is my last final step where I review all the things about the product. I can see all the metadata information I provide. I can see the pricing options, the prices. And then finally I can submit for review. And the product has been sent in for publishing. And that's all it takes to create your first product. Getting started with it in that way allows you to begin that testing process, see what a public listing looks like or a limited listing so that you know how you wanna build that go-to-market message for a product there. Um, at which point you end up with um, you know, being able to quickly iterate on that product before you get to um, a public step. So uh, for the next thing, I'm gonna go ahead and switch back to our laptop demo for Chris to go through all the different go-to-market packages and how you can work with AWS Marketplace uh, going forward. Thanks. So 
Um, and I mentioned these a little bit in the uh, go-to-market section, but Marketplace offers a variety of go-to-market packages for ISVs community. And as I mentioned, we've really set it up from a tiering process. We have a premium tier, advantage, select, and listed. And so these are all set up based off of what your level of involvement wants to be with Marketplace. Premium, obviously being our marquee listing type, and then listed is just for people that have uh, a listing in Marketplace. And the, the, the marketing funds that go with each of these packages vary, obviously, more with the premium, less with, uh, with the ones below. Uh, but all these also have access to a lot of the standardized kitting process. Uh, but we put this together last year. We got some great feedback on this because uh, a lot of the requests that we were getting from the seller community was, hey, give me a framework that I can start to take a look at. So as I begin my journey with Marketplace, I might want to start off as listed. Next year, I'm going to go to select. I want to aspire to be advantaged or get to the premium tier. And you can see some of the things that go with each of these packages. Right? Now, there's also a lot of common themes in there. As you can see, the self-service campaign theme is uniform across that. Um, as is a couple other things, but it at least gives you a framework that you can start to take a look at your listing and figure out what is going to be the best digital demand strategy for your particular product. So, next steps. So, you, if you haven't listed on Marketplace, you've got a couple options. So, I mentioned that we have some of our technical account managers here at the conference. We actually have one in the room, Paul Stark, raising his hand over here. He'll uh, come up to the front here uh, at the end of the, the session if you have any questions about listing your product, right? Um, but we really feel that Marketplace is a great place to put your technology. If your goal is to sell your software to that AWS customer, there's no better place to list that than AWS Marketplace. And we really take a lot of that heavy lifting out of the process. We've got a full publishing engine that you can tap into that Brad just went through and actually listed a product, um, as well as any of the maintenance of your technology is all done through our portal environment, right? And if you've already listed, you know, consider Marketplace you know, as an elevated part of your go-to-market plan. Right? We can help you go to market with your listings just by, you know, just by taking advantage of a lot of the standard kits that we have in place so you get those best practices and you get to leverage the learnings that we have after working with 1,400 ISVs. So um, in terms of related breakouts, um, there was a session yesterday. That's kind of the next step of the session today. Uh, we actually did that one yesterday, so don't ask me why they got flip-flopped, but um, that one really covers a lot of the new features that we've launched with Marketplace. So if you want to get kind of a deeper dive on things like private offers or some of the other publishing aspects that we've added to existing sellers, that session will be available on replay. So I would uh, strongly encourage you to take a look at that. Uh, some of the other things that we also do is we start to highlight how our customers are using Marketplace solutions. And so there's two sessions tomorrow that I would encourage you to go to. These show how we start to position the ISVs that sell through Marketplace. The first of which is a security session, and it really talks about how we work with some of our uh, Marketplace ISVs in a security perspective, and that's actually got a customer that is also testimonying on how they're actually using those Marketplace listings. In addition, we also have a session around uh, our networking solutions. And so as a customer wants to stand up a transit VPC environment, they want to tie into their branch office, uh, branch office community. Uh, they, we have a great story with Coke Industries where they're actually talking about how they use Marketplace and uh, a number of Cisco products to actually accomplish that. So gives you kind of an example of how we actually start to position and highlight some of our uh, Marketplace partners and start to generate opportunities for you. So a couple of great sessions to go to, whether you want to learn more about the Marketplace platform or you want to see some examples of how we actually position Marketplace technologies. So with that, 
Um, I wanted to thank you. I think a lot of you received a, a little flyer when you walked in. If you didn't, I think we've got a few more left, but if you swing by the Marketplace booth and you turn this in, you'll get a Marketplace t-shirt. So I would swing by the, uh, the pavilion over at the Venetian and, uh, and pick up your uh, swag there. If you have any other questions, Brad and I will be up here and we can handle some other questions. We're also gonna bring Paul up if you have any listing questions specific to how to publish your products. He can really walk you through how that would happen. Or if you've got to run, um, Marketplace is stationed at the Aquinox restaurant over in the Venetian. So we've got a team of technical account managers there. So if you actually want to sit down live later on this week and actually ask questions about your listings or sit side by side with a technical account manager, then you can do that at the Aquinox restaurant. So with that, thank you. And uh, thank you for attending our session.